0: All right, welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of Nine Lives. So, my name is Boxian, and I'm going to be the interviewer and the person being educated along with Mm -hmm. you, the audience. Tabby here is our expert. So, Tabby, please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Tabby. I'm obviously the resident expert. No, I'm here with uh, Boxian, and we're going to talk about the Enneagram today, which is sort of a. uh, A hobby, passion, education project of mine.
0: So what (laughs) is the Enneagram? Because we have nine lives going on here. We have this Enneagram concept. What What are we talking about here?
1: Yeah. Well, the Enneagram is basically a, what in more crude world, they would call a personality typology system, but basically it's an old and new diagram that Outlines at its core nine styles or patterns of ego formation, ego defense, uh, ego strengths within uh, human behavior.
0: All right, so we're talking about personality typing in a way, right? Right. That's what yeah. we—that's what we mean when we're saying yeah, ego, ego formation, or, or something along those lines, right?
1: Right. Yeah, because I think I have some qualms about introducing it always because I think there's a lot of sort of fear or hesitation when you say I'm going to do a podcast about a uh, personality types. a lot of people are going to say, Oh my God, that's a nightmare, you know?
0: Well, you know, I mean, on Twitter, there's a, there seems to be a huge resurgence in, um, uh, lifestyles of the witch and famous, um, and Whoa. in the, uh, astrology community and stuff like that. Um, and so it feels a little bit Similar to that at the outset, when you when it starts to get introduced, and I don't know, I'm always confused personally about how seriously people are taking that stuff. So is this a fun little thing that you do to put on your Twitter profile? That's like, a am a Hogwarts house? Or is this something that actually has like something more of, a, more, of more value than my Pisces star sign or, or, you know, what have you?
1: Totally. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So no hate on astrology. I have no expertise, but I definitely think you have this online discourse where things are very cheapened and people see, yeah, I can find out what my Hufflepuff is. And obviously, why is anybody going to take that seriously? J.K. Rowling made up four different rooms once in a a coffee shop and ended up having a book. But I think Enneagram has a a deeper possibility i think if you just sort of take a test in five minutes and you get a word that says you are the observer and yeah like you said you tag that on you're not really going to get the use out of it because that's not really what enneagram is intended for so on the first point you're not even going to really get the idea of what that observer is actually saying if you do it in such a shallow way and i also think that enneagram you know, you can find these nine core styles were used in the Odyssey uh, the nine places Ulysses had to go through to get home to Ithaca. Each challenge represents basically a personality and Dante's levels of hell, I mean, they think this goes back to old Middle Easterns with then you know like in different in different moments, right, different ways, but there's like old sort of But it's not mystic in the way of like, okay, you, this is total bullshit. Like you were born on this day and no hate on astrology, but there was the seventh moon of Saturn. Was it 93 degrees? I think it does have things that sound like that to people, but I think a difference is that these nine patterns, if you just take each nine and as interdependent patterns that they've mapped out, I think there's an ingenious engineering or crafting of seeing way things fit together rather than having a map and then imposing it on reality. Does that make sense, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. So what, what you're getting at is that there is an ancient history here that uh-huh. is uh, coming out of a wisdom tradition um, that exactly. is something more concrete than one fiction author or than one pop psychology thing and that has a a connection to people's live like actual psychology. So we can connect it to modern science in a better way than we can connect kind of the happenstance, the random chance of astrology, for instance. Now, the, the comparison or like the the other contrast I, I want to talk about is why should we be talking about this instead of, you know, like the Myers Briggs or Jonathan hates uh, big five personality types, or um, even uh, at one point I took a personality test that I forget what all the do- different options were, but one of them was like, uh, the one I got was like, Oh, you're an artisan. Um, and yeah. it had a bunch of different stuff like that. And um, it sounds like they don't have that connection to the, to a tradition they don't have a connection to a um to a literature they don't have a and that they are more focused on um more built out of modern psychology so maybe they have more of a deterministic kind of type um uh sourcing does that yeah
1: that's that's interesting because yeah talking about the enneagram it's sort of as far as it's interesting to talk about it's right. It's more psychiatric traditions versus it's more, um, I don't know if the right word is mystic. I mean, because it's not precisely mystic, although yes, it's mystic, but I think we have, you know, some areas to complicate in terms of what, what do mystics do, right? I mean, you have a long tradition in other societies where people are, I don't know, they're monks and they're forming ginkgo trees. They're doing yoga. They're, they're in groups forming, uh, you know, the Jesuits, the Sufi, all these knowledge
0: Yeah, I think that mystic right? is kind of just this um, this kind of catch-all word right now. And hopefully my vocabulary will expand soon.
1: Well, me too, though. I don't know exactly what what is the other words for those things. It's an interesting question I think we throw around. And then Enneagram's interesting in that you have this weird intersection in the 70s and even a debate among people because you had... Uh, one of the main people who brought it actually I would say both of the main people who are kind of precursors to the modern uptake came out of mystic traditions. One was in Armenia This guy named G.I. Georgiev, who actually my friend informed me was also connected to uh, Osho and he assured me Osho's good, but I mean all of you I know have seen the Netflix documentary and they're like in this crazy cult so <laughs> you never know what people use these things for But
0: um, I'm sorry, there's a Netflix documentary about the Enneagram?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Osho. So so G.I. Jurgiev is just like was one of these dudes who was, you know, in these circles of all different, I think, new age spirituality type people. I don't even know, to be honest, because I mentioned, oh, yeah, G.I. Jurgiev was one of the Enneagram people to my friend. I was telling about the Enneagram. He's like, oh, I know that guy from some some other context because he was into Osho, who was like. I've never read, but apparently has pretty cool spiritual writing. But the thing is, the Netflix documentary is like, they come from India to the woods of, like, Oregon and have this, like, meditative retreat that's kind of cool, but it's like anarcho-primitivist cult, basically, in the end.
0: So Zherzhev is like, is this anarcho-primitivist cultist leader? Well, that I
1: don't know. That's a good question. Perhaps. Who knows, Uh, you know? So... (laughs) So, is the
0: so before we get too deep into the other history stuff, then let's just head this off at the pass.
1: Absolutely, please.
0: Are we starting a cult?
1: I absolutely do not want to ever start a cult.
0: (laughs) All right, good. (laughs) Good.
1: Uh, We have uh, what socialist, dem social. I'm all about the urban, uh, popular, liberty, you know. I like public education, sort of uh, democratizing these. I don't want mystic, uh, parochial, occult knowledge. So, and I think there's language in Enneagram that gives that vibe. And I, a lot of my question is, how do we democratize how do we this without that
0: language? Without yeah, language without tradition?
1: totally without bastardizing it and ending up with this article we talked about. That's like, uh, what are the Enneagram types of the the Avengers? You know, right. and with the reformer, the loyalist, and just totally bastardizing it and losing. Because the, 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 the sources and literature this comes out of can have this very frilly language, which will be a turnoff to people, right? Right. This Latinism so, or, yeah.
0: So the we're not making a cult and the Enneagram yeah. is a tool. And so it's a tool it's, for what? It's a tool well, for, a for us question. to understand our personalities, right? Uh, but it's more than that.
1: Right. Well, I think it's about seeing people's, pitfalls and potentials in groups, and then the question is, what are groups, right? We have different types of groups we move in because we have both, you know, whether it's just our friends and family, right? Then you have the people you work with. Of course, there's a tradition of corporate consulting with these things, Uh, not in the way of Myers-Briggs, where they are interviewing you to, like, give you a position, but what's your potential? How can we help you uh be the best manager you know <laughs> right uh, keep the your employees happy
0: of personality right there yeah
1: right and then but then we have also the discourse at large right we sit nowadays everything's politics everything's reality tv and they all collapse into each other right
0: yeah and, and well tw- uh-huh. just a point about you know myers-briggs and and that um uh, commodification of personality, the, there is a, there's a true thing there at the, at the center of that, right. In that we want to be in relationship with people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if we take a very broad understanding of the word relationship, uh, and how we, how we use that with each other, then, you know, when you're, even when you're checking out at the grocery station, uh, or something along those lines, then, you know, that's, that's a a moment of relationship or when you're working with uh, your family or when you're at the office and you're doing stuff there, all of these things are these different relationships that you have and understanding how you interact with someone else then creates a stronger relationship because you get to know them. So Myers-Briggs and like the INFPT, all of that stuff, that's so that you can, that's a shorthand so that you can start to know somebody so you can then create work better. And the commodification of it comes into serving somebody else's profit motives. But there's something valuable there if we can retake Mm -hmm. that and bring it back to ourselves and democratize it again to where we can work with each other better.
1: Right. And I think there's a lot of, there's so many questions that come up within that and so many concerns I can picture people thinking about. Uh, You know, one is I think that you find a lot of times in whether, you know, the online discourse, I don't know what, the chats in Twitter, that people can have a sort of puritanical fear of gossip or talk about these personal things, like, oh, this is personality politics, all that matters is policy and being practical, uh, this is just interpersonal gossip that doesn't matter. I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? The, this kind of rejection of talk of personality is... Which I think comes from a real place of whether you have these these this sort of centrist modes of people feeling like the personal is all that matters, right? Wait. Where you'll see in Chapo where they say, it doesn't matter who a person is, this is all bourgeois bullshit I don't even do you know what I mean (laughs) right yes
0: yeah yeah and it's it's the fear of uh of hurting somebody through gossip Mm -hmm. because we understand gossip to be so fundamentally negative where so uh right this is a thing Mm. that I I keep kind of banging a drum about in my personal life with other people I know where there's uh we've all seem to have forgotten that words have words are made up of two pieces the connotation and the denotation Right. So the denotation is just the direct definition. That's what you find in the dictionary. The connotation is how the word feels. Um, hmm. Right. So like if I say if I say that Boxy and gossiped about Tabby, then mm-hmm. that immediately gives you a negative feeling about the actions I took. Whereas if I say Boxy and talked about Tabby to some to other people, then mm. it feels a lot more neutral. Right, and so totally. the so like the idea of gossip that we have right now, we've forgotten that it has this essential utility about um, uh, shaping uh, our shaping people, relation making relationships, creating those relationships, building those bonds, and transmitting information with each other. Um, and, and there so, is also,
1: please go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, you well, go ahead.
1: I was going to say there is there is a regulatory use as well, which. You know, there's a lot of talk about, I think, how, oh, everyone's on Twitter and monitoring and policing each other, and this has no real impact. And and I do think there are distorted forms of that, right, where when we believe that I am saying that such and so said something wrong and now they're canceled, that that can get uh, sort of... put into a exaggerated form where we lose contact with reality. But I think there is seeing what people are saying. And there's a regulatory thing of kind of finding, not in terms of being in a Maoist organization where we find the right line, right. But in a more organic way where you have the old ladies gossiping and saying, who's, who can we trust? Who's falling out of line, shaming people, but with, with some sugar and doing all this sort of old school organic community right. maintenance, right?
0: There was this uh, this moment when I was studying Russian, where um, a story about um, how. So there there are two two pieces um, about how the language, uh, and the use, use, the use of gossip, uh, in addition to that, um, kind of shaped the world around us, which was in the one case, there was a a boy who he ended up not having any, any male figures in in his, um, uh, languages. He was learning the language. And so he only heard, uh, in Russian, it has feminine and masculine and, um, non-gendered, uh, case endings, neutered case endings, um, Mm. (laughs) for the language. And so, he didn't actually ever hear people speak with masculine case endings. And so they had to like, they had to set him away to a not like a summer camp or whatever, but they, they specifically like found some male friends so that he could then speak with them to, to have that. Um, oh, wow. uh, just, just because that wasn't a piece of his language. So like that, so, you know, they had to talk about that and find a solution for it, but it was there in that language. And then in an, another spot, um, the, uh, Russian babushkas, right? R- Russian grandmothers. Mm, sure. They are uh they will not let something bad happen when it's obvious and like a low effort thing to fix. So if you're walking around in St. Petersburg uh without a, a hat on for uh and it's winter time, then they will hmm. come over to you and they will yell at you because nice. <laughs> because you're being foolish right and then they'll yeah. go and and they'll and if they know somebody that you know then they'll go and call them up and they'll say hey why are you doing this right we see the same um kind of protective instinct and that's all gossiping um yep. which is the connection right is the connection is that it, it goes back to people and
1: it goes back to babushkas in the end it's all inside right. the russian doll of babushkiness. that's what we're right. getting at
0: and so the like so the that. use of the enneagram here is that it creates um not just shorthands but it also uh it creates the bridges to then have better um understanding about people and so that you can then work with those people a little bit better so it becomes that tool for building those stronger relationships and for knowing yourself a little bit better and to then understand how you interact with those other people and then that gets connected to our topic of gossip here by saying that we're using the Enneagram to, uh, we have to talk about people to get to the Enneagram and to, to reveal those lessons, right?
1: Yeah, and I think this this ties in really well with the fact that this gossip we're doing has a political valence, right? Not as in this literally is politics, but as in part of what modern gossip is, is whether you have Twitter, right? And you have these certain places where people talk about the issues and you have these figures, these personalities almost. Then you have within that these left figures, right? Or you have podcasts, you have YouTube, and you have these sort of voices of the discourse that even among them have their own drama. And people say, oh, this is just drama. But, you know, every left movement ever is very fundamentally started out with a a press or whether it's Marx writing or whether it's uh, in the 70s, every random leftist group started its own press. I mean, the history of politics is is full of figures and talkers and writers and debaters and fights and kind of navigating all of that. I liked the words you used, bridges and shorthands because I see all these patterns that I know and I think that's my core thing is wanting to share and be able to kind of introduce people into this shorthand and bridge which i've found so useful in understanding myself and others in a very beautiful way oftentimes
0: right yeah and so you know when we're talking about it when we're putting it into this kind of leftist space we're talking about saying while the personal while the political is not only personal there right. is a personal element to politics and we have to be able to recognize that and work within it exactly um, and it's right, not
1: determinative, so, it's just, it's, because I think right. some people say, well, you're putting people in these boxes and then it's going to be all, no, it's about rescuing the tools of, and recognizing the potential, it's, it's from a loving place.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a key, key point, is that none of this is prescriptive. None of right. this is deterministic. All of it, this is a tool, a conceptual framework, just a conceptual tool that you can use. And if it doesn't fit the right situation, if it doesn't fit the situation, then it's not the right tool for the job and put it down. Right.
1: Totally. Don't,
0: don't put us like you can eventually get a screw into a board with a hammer,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's the wrong tool for the job. Don't, don't do it.